Welcome to the Systems and Workflow Magic Podcast, where I help entrepreneurs go from scattered to streamlined in their creative businesses. I'm your host, Dolly DeLong, a wife, a mom, and a photographer turned systems educator. Join me every week as we have conversations centered around creating tactical workflows and automations in your business. Now, let's make some strategic workflow magic. Hey, and welcome back to the Systems and Workflow Magic podcast. I'm so thrilled you've chosen to join me today. And you all, you are in for a huge treat today because I am going to be chatting or I'm chatting with Megan Martin, aka the Passive Profit Queen. (laughs) And we are going to be chatting about her systems and workflows that she's built around her very successful membership and business. And specifically just chatting about her membership, the Digital Lab All Access. And at the end of the episode, she has a huge surprise to share with everyone. Um, So I wanted you to listen to the very end to see just like what she has for us all. And you guys are in for a huge treat. So Megan, can you uh, tell us a little bit about yourself? Hi, thank you, by the way, for having me on. I'm so excited to be here. But yes, hi, thank you for the introduction. I giggled a little bit when you said passive profit queen because it's like, oh, that's a title. (laughs) But yes, so I am, I've been an entrepreneur for 10 years. I've done lots of different things in business. I've been a service provider, a product shop owner, and now I am mainly focused in the digital product world. I have been for about five years now. I've been kind of bootstrapping my way since day one to figure out how passive profit this business model works and to be able to scale my business on my own terms to actually support my family and pay our bills And yeah, so that is what I specialize in. And it's what I also teach now as an educator. So I sell show website templates and I used to sell like marketing templates. And that's how I kind of got into this digital product world. And then it sort of just took off and grew from there. And so many people wanted help and advice when it comes to creating digital products, because we all want to leverage our time, right? Like we have gifts to share with the world as creative entrepreneurs, but we also, a lot of us, are in the age of motherhood or parenthood or, you know, fatherhood, however you identify, or, you know, maybe you've just got other things in life that you want to do. Even if you're not in the, in the roles of parenthood, it's smart to figure out how to leverage your time and use the gifts that you have and make more while working less. So that is really what I am all about as an educator. Awesome. So I guess what would your official title be then? I I don't, I always just say I'm a passive profit entrepreneur. I never I like don't I don't like to call myself a coach or whatever. I really I'm a different sort of educator in my opinion. A lot of people, you know, want to call themselves a coach or they have these signature systems. I am more of like, "Hey, let's be friends. I'm going to open up my laptop for you and show you exactly what I do and what I have done to create this successful business." I'm much more of a behind the scenes giver than what I would consider a true coach, if that makes sense. But I think probably the majority of people would call me some sort of coach. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, you're definitely a coach. But we (laughs) want to be like, I mean, everybody knows this who, for those of you who listen to this podcast weekly, you all know that I reference Harry Potter on a weekly basis. So let's just call 
Megan the Marauder's map of passive income. Okay. Well, I love that. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> and I know Megan's a huge Harry Potter fan, oh, so yeah. I know she's not gonna be like, "What is Dolly talking about?" Oh That's no, weird. huge, huge. No, that that does make sense because it is like giving. It's like uh, I I do that. I give you my playbook. I allow you to peek inside, see where I am, mm-hmm. and see where I've been. Of course, I do share practical, tactical, step by step type of helpful information. But I personally feel like in my past, in the past five years, and even before that, when I was a service-based business owner, there's just something special about being being able to see exactly how somebody's doing it. Like theory can only get you so far, right? But to see something in action, it like turns the light bulb on. And so that's just, that is like my whole foundation as an educator in this space. I love that so much. And I I'm going to say this several times. That's what I appreciate so much about you and your teaching style. So speaking of teaching style or speaking of personality, I know that you are a seven on the Enneagram. Mm -hmm. I'll let you introduce that personality or Enneagram type um, with everyone because I am not an Enneagram expert, but I know with traditionally with sevens, it's hard to find a system and strategy for yourself within your own online business or own creative business. So I'm just curious how you navigate the waters of running an online digital business as an Enneagram 7. Yeah, I love this question. I feel like us Enneagram 7s in the business space are like the little outcasts. (laughs) You know, typically a... I think the largest pool of people in the entrepreneur space are threes. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm not an Enneagram expert either. I've done enough to be dangerous and know what I'm talking about. But um, yeah, typically a three is like the perfect type of persona for an entrepreneur. You're very goal-oriented. You're very structured. You love the like chase of getting your to-do list done. All of that makes for a great person to be able to achieve something and get something done. And and typically threes are our people that are going to like stretch for the moon and they're actually going to get there because they're, they've decided that that is like where they belong, you know? So as a seven, I differ in that like I am not goal oriented at all. I am not systems oriented. Actually, if you read on the Myers-Briggs, what, what, my, what my Enneagram translates into the Myers-Briggs, it says that you repel structure. <laughs> Which is funny that I'm on this workflow (laughs) podcast. Um, Yeah, like the systems podcast. But yeah, it says you repel structure. And I'm much more free spirited. I feel trapped in a set of goals. That feels like something that I've set for myself and now I'm not allowed to explore. So sevens are much more spontaneous people. So this is just a little snapshot. You can do a lot more reading about sevens versus threes. I think there are a large pool of us in the entrepreneur space as a seven. I think a lot of times sevens and threes can get mixed up, especially if you are a solopreneur. Because as I have learned myself, in order to be an entrepreneur, you have to get stuff done, you know? Mm -hmm. And so it almost mimics a three sometimes when I'm in production mode. But if you actually look at who I am to the core, I hate workflows. I hate systems. (laughs) Like, it's not that I hate it. It's just the idea of like setting a plan and then going forth with that plan. Like, 10 years in business and I can say it's not going to happen for me and who I am. And there we go. (laughs) It is. So I guess to answer your question, like 
what do I do as a seven? So yeah. I work backwards as a seven. Okay. So where a typical three and what I think a lot of other, I think, you know, it's not just threes and sevens in the entrepreneur space, but I think it's easy to define people as a three, especially because of their goal-oriented ways. So where as someone like maybe you or an Enneagram three, you would sit down at the beginning of the year and say, okay, I want to write a set of goals that I want to accomplish this year. And then I'm going to write some milestones about those goals. And then I'm going to break it down into tasks. And then I'm going to go on my calendar, this cute little calendar that's sitting behind you from my best friend cat then you're going to go on there and you're going to like map out to the day and maybe I know some threes that like literally map out to the hour like what they're going to be doing and when I'm definitely not like that but yeah so yeah. I mean I know that there that like brings joy to some types of people right you love color coding you love doing that for me I can do that I can write a great plan for the sake of of the fact that I'm supposed to be writing a plan. Does that make sense? So like come January 1st, I feel the pressure from society and from other entrepreneurs in the world who are saying, this is what you have to do to succeed. And so I can write the plan, but I cannot stick to the plan. And the plan almost just squashes out my creativity. So what I have found is instead of creating a structure, I do everything in my power as a seven to remove any and all clutter within my life, whether that's literally physical clutter or Mm -hmm. mental clutter or goal clutter or task clutter, I take all of that out to where I only have to show up on a regular basis with the bare minimum. So my like regular and recurring systems in my business are not so much a really well-oiled machine, but rather not a lot of anything. (laughs) Does that make sense? So like my tasks on a weekly basis are so minimal to where if I I can get all of that done in a week block of time frame and have plenty of freedom to do whatever else I decide to do on any given day. Gotcha. So you can be creative. Yes. It's it's been something that has been really helpful for me to I know people don't want to get boxed into the to an Enneagram or a personality type, but it has been really helpful for me to know who I am in my core so that I can help reshape my thinking. And while I, I'm an educator myself and people look to me for advice and help when it comes to passive profit. And there's educators who do things like you do with systems and workflows. And there's educators in the goal planning and and, um, productivity space. But you have to realize that part of what makes you successful in what you do is who you are to your core. Mm -hmm. Right. And so while I look to other educators and I'll see other people sharing really helpful and I'm sure very, very smart tips, I also have to remember who I am and what capacity I have. So I'm not constantly fighting against my weaknesses when trying to produce. I would much rather focus on my strengths. So that way, you know, people who come to me, they either like me or they don't, and that's fine. But my strengths help a very specific person. And that gets tainted when I'm constantly fighting against my weaknesses. Gotcha. And I'm I'm sure it's taken you over 10 years to discover this about yourself, especially since you've been online for over 10 years, which probably feels like a century in like the digital world. It is. (laughs) It is. Yeah. I think for me as a seven, like practically something that I've learned to do is, you know, again, it's like thinking through 
what what is the opposite way that I could do this in a way that mm-hmm. serves me best? So it's that concept of like less clutter. So for example, like my I use Trello for my systems. Mm-hmm. Me too. System quote. I'm air quoting this. <laughs> I use Trello to like organize things, but my if you look at my Trello versus someone who's like a three, a threes is like ridiculously built out with ten different cards and like a hundred lists within each card, <laughs> and there's like checklists and due dates and all of that stuff and colors and and I don't do any of that because that feels like too much, too heavy on my plate. So me, if you look at my Trello board, I have what I need to get done, and that's it. Like you see, like two lists. And there's like five cards. I don't even know what these terms are, but you know what I'm saying? Like the list, there's like five cards each and that's all I can handle visually looking at, you know? And I found for me, like just removing extra clutter from any space in my business has been helpful for me to actually have a backward system. So, okay. So that's good. Just starting kind of like reverse engineering with your personality. Yep and integrating that into how you work. If you've been listening to this podcast, then you know I'm all about some streamlined systems and workflows for your creative business because they are both strategic and magical for the lifeblood of your business. But what if I had an offer about creating passive income for your business too? So for this week, Megan of Megan Martin is going to be hosting the Passive Bundle. It's an exclusive collection of courses, tools, templates, and education from the industry's leading experts to help you master passive income. So you're going to get access to 30 courses, tools, templates, educational resources, and they're all worth over $4,700. That's $4,700 of resources for only $99. So grab access to this amazing resource bundle this week only. The link will be in my show notes and in this week's episode. And you only have until February 11th until 11 59 p.m. Then poof, it's gone. So again, if you're listening live, please take advantage of learning from the best of the best when it comes to creating passive income for your creative business. I'll see you inside the passive bundle. And so how, how did you build out then your, your membership? Because I know that that is, it's been a very like successful membership for you Mm -hmm. and your husband. And so I just wanted to, for you to share like two or three points as to like what sort of, like the word I use is systems, but like what kind of foundations did you put in place for yourself in order to make sure you were laying a good foundation for this membership? Yeah. So I definitely applied the same exact concept for me. I started with a very open and flexible container and didn't promise instead of, you know, goal setting is like you're promising yourself. I didn't Mm -hmm. promise my customers more than I could handle. So I almost kept my promises very open ended when I first launched the membership. And we didn't have any content in the membership when we launched on day one. It was literally like, hey, here's a container where the content will show up soon. And if you read the sales page back in the day, like I didn't, I didn't give a cadence to how often you were going to get content. I didn't say you're going to get, you know, a wonderful, fabulous new episode every month, or I didn't say every week or whatever. I just said, I'm going to 
put content in here, you know? And I I did commit to monthly live calls, but that felt attainable to me. It wasn't, Mm -hmm. you know, I wasn't having to show up weekly live at that time. So I was just very flexible. I did. That was the main commitment I made was one live call a month, which is very, very easy to, you know, to accomplish in a system perspective. And then I basically was just very open-ended about how much content was going to happen. And I let, while that worked, it worked for my personality. That's why I did it. I did it because I didn't want to box myself in and I didn't want to get overwhelmed into a system that Again, it's like I can write the plan and the plan sounds great, but when I try to execute the plan, it becomes too much and overwhelming and I feel trapped. So I I created this like very flexible, almost like vague scenario of what you're going to get as a member. And then as somebody – when somebody joined, it did one of two things. It allowed me to explore what I want to do and how I want to shape this membership, but it also created this insane over-deliver experience for my customer. Yes, I would do that. Yeah, you didn't know what you were getting yourself into. And then when you got in and I went nuts over delivering and I'm the kind of person who works in sprints. So Mm -hmm. when I get a project or an idea in my mind, I'm just going to go like all in for a time period. And so that happened when I launched my membership. I went all in creating content for the membership, sharing like my out of my vault sharing different classes and guides and all the things and I was just continuing to like surprise 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 you didn't know you were going to get this and it created this like frenzy of activity in the beginning of my membership because people were like it's almost like people were so ingrained in saying okay what does this come with give me the bullet list of what I'm supposed to expect and then when you purchase that and you get what you expect it doesn't it doesn't like over it doesn't, you know, exceed your expectations. Yeah. But when you when you come into a scenario and you're like, okay, I'm going to get some content, great, monthly life call, what else? Like, you know, there's not much that you're like expecting and then you get in, it's like this constant deliver. Yeah, I think it created these like loyal fans right off the bat while also giving me the freedom to again, not feel trapped in this project. And it's been something where I can build over time. And also the third thing that it did was allow my customers to help me shape what should actually be in the membership. Yeah. Cause you're really good about like asking a lot of questions in the Mm -hmm. membership and getting feedback and just like sending out surveys to us. Yeah. Facebook statuses. Yes. I'm constantly writing Facebook posts that are kind Mm -hmm. of like in a way to, to also like to help people, but also it's helping me figure out what my people need. And so I think, you know, when we go to create a digital product, whether it be a membership, a course, whatever you might think, you as the creator are going to have some sort of like predisposed concept of what that, that product needs. Right. And you're also going to look to your right and your left naturally and see what other people that are selling similar types of products are creating and including into their things. And so it, it creates this like, container of of expectation of how we think that we should create our products. And what I've learned from the digital lab experience is that by coming into a with a very like flexible, almost vague promise of what you actually get, it I have worked with my members to figure out what they actually want. And if something is not jiving or something's really not like moving the needle or helping my people, I can just remove it because I never promised it in the first place. And then I can add fresh new things in and see and test along with my customers 
And that has been so it's been a blessing for me as a creator because it gives me that freedom without making me feel like I'm letting people down. Yeah. I'll tell you something that I've really have loved about your membership over like a week or so before black Friday, you did a step-by-step process on how to prep for black Friday sales and Mm -hmm. like what went into it, like email sequences and graphics. And you had like a lesson every single day leading. I, I think, was like five days, six days of it. And it was so helpful. And that's something that helped break down just like the expectations and the like realistic realism. Mm -hmm. I don't know the word I'm looking for about what goes into creating a Black Friday sale and a sequence and everything that goes into that. Yeah, I love, I really just love opening up my laptop and saying like, here, you can see all of this. I, I do feel like sometimes, especially in the passive profit space, it's like there's always some sort of gate on top of what actually what you actually need to learn, you know, yeah. which I get it because people are trying to like help you accomplish one problem and then they want to move you up the ladder to purchase the next product and solve the next problem. But I I feel strongly as an educator that to not give a customer a whole picture on something is detrimental to their success. And so that's why I personally love the membership model because I don't feel trapped in the confines of this is a certain price point. It's a Mm -hmm. one-time price point. And therefore um, I can't continually for the rest of my life give of myself, if that makes sense. But the membership model opens up a little bit more flexibility for me as a creator to say, to, to give more in, in that capacity because I can show up regularly when you have questions, I can be there to answer them because of the way that the, this, the structure of the product literally is created. I love that so much. And I was just going to say this too, not trying to like make your head go big or anything, Megan, but I think it's so good that you started off the conversation with like, you you've learned so much about your personality, you know, like kind of like your personality guard rails, I will call it. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's how, you know, you can show up and how you can serve and like how to like actually execute on certain workflows and systems for your digital lab um, Facebook group. But because I have been in situations where I've seen other entrepreneurs use the excuse of like, like, well, I'm um, like, again, like using their Enneagram number or using mm-hmm. their personality type, like over promising and then not following through with that after people have purchased from them or purchased a big ticket item from them or a master- mastermind or digital product, whatever. Mm-hmm. And so there's always that fear. I'm sure somebody is thinking that because I'm always thinking like, like, what is the catch behind this? Like, what will I get my money's worth out of this? And so I I just like applaud you for like knowing your personality, assessing what you want to put into it and then over delivering on top of that. I I think that's great. Thank you. I think the key to as from a creator perspective is to be honest and upfront in your copy. Mm -hmm. So for me, I was very clear. Like if you read that first sales page, it was like, watch me build a product from the ground up. Mm -hmm. So the concept was all about like, I don't have anything here for you. And I was open and honest about that. Like I'm going, you can watch me grow this membership. And so obviously not every 
product or concept applies to that, but you can be honest to say, hey, like this is brand new or hey, like I'm going to let, I'm going to invite you into this process of creating this so that I'm creating exactly what you need. But you do need to be open and honest in your copy. And when you do that, it is setting up that expectation for the consumer to say, okay, this is not a finished, polished product. I'm invited into this process and you're giving them the decision. Do I want to be a part of something that is growing from the ground up or do I want something that's more, you know, that has a hundred testimonials and guaranteed results and all of that. And you're essentially at that point, you put it on the customer and let them decide what type of experience they want to be a part of. Yeah. I, that's awesome. Once again, so wise. <laughs> well, I was going to like throw a curveball at you. Cause I know we've talked about like systems and workflows within your digital lab all access and just like what kind of foundation you've laid for yourself. But I know that you are a woman of faith as well. And that has been so encouraging for me to, I don't know, like follow you on Instagram, get to know you, feel like I'm your friend. <laughs> I know yes, we've never met you person. are. And I'm like, oh, she's my friend. And um, <laughs> but it's just really encouraging for me to see another woman who wants to be faithful to God and mm -hmm. honor her like commitment to marriage, honor her children first and foremost. So like as a successful, cause I would, I paint you as a successful online business owner and you've built a great business for yourself, but like, how do you balance that with your faith and with your family and not put work as an idol? Because for me, that's so hard to just like, like, yeah, I have all these systems in place and workflows in place to scale my business. But mm -hmm. then sometimes I end up, I don't know, leaning more towards that than leaning on my faith, leaning on God. And so I'm like, how can you encourage me and encourage anybody else who may be listening and is also struggling with this as well? Yeah, this is a deep and raw question <laughs> and conversation. And it's something that I have been pondering myself and talking to myself about for years now, especially in the digital online space, it is so difficult as a an entrepreneur of faith to not get pulled away and like washed in the tide of, I need to build my brand, my name, I need recognition, I need people to know me, I need more followers, I need more money. And I do think, again, knowing your personality, it helps you understand your motivations and then be able to be able to better guard yourself when those motivations get out of check, right? So for someone who's very goal-oriented, I think this is a really tough discussion because that's part of who you are, right? Mm -hmm. Setting goals. And I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. Um, but somebody from like me who's much more like flexible container person, I – I feel like I already look at the space of I'm not setting a number or I'm not setting a follower count or I'm not setting some sort of like metric in my life or in my business that I'm trying to chase after. And that gives me a little bit of a break, honestly, right? Yeah. Um, for someone who is trying to chase metrics, not saying any of that is bad, but it can turn into an idol sometimes. Mm -hmm. And even someone like me who's not necessarily chasing a specific number or milestone, it's easy to be online, especially on social media you're scrolling, you're seeing other people in your niche who are sharing content more than you, or maybe content that sounds better or looks better, or they have more followers than you, or they're shouting that you need to make six figures to be a legit person. 
or, you know, now the newest thing is like, we have to hit seven figure. You know what I mean? And none of the encouragement is bad. I think as a woman of faith that I have really um, just had to challenge myself and in my reading of scripture and decide what does scripture say, right? And so everything that I read in the Bible says that we are to be doing all that we do to the glory of God. And that directly contradicts the a lot of what we do as business owners, right? Mm-hmm. It directly contradicts trying to grow a following, trying to make a name for ourselves you know, putting ourselves on the mat. Like, again, it's not that these things are bad, but when the motivations are, I'm not doing this to the glory of God, I'm doing this to try to, you know, conquer, accomplish, whatever, it can go into a negative space. Mm -hmm. And so I'm just constantly thinking through what are the plans or the goals that I am envisioning for myself? And are these for the glory of God? Or is this for the glory of Megan? Mm. And if it's for the glory of Megan, then I might be able to accomplish those things. And the Bible is clear. I'm not a prosperity believer. I don't believe that just because you work hard or you do good things that you're going to get riches, right? I don't believe that the Bible teaches that. And so I just constantly try to say, okay, Megan, today we're going to stay in our lane. I'm going to do the things that I feel called to do. I'm going to share the gifts that I feel called to share. And I know what I need to make in order to provide for my family. And if I make over that, then that is an abundance of blessing, right? If I hit my number, then that is a strong blessing, right? If I don't hit it, then... Um, clearly I need to put more focus and work, right? And there's nothing wrong with working. The Bible teaches that work is good, right? Mm-hmm. Like the, the Lord wants us to work. I just think there's such a fine line of like when work becomes an idol. And so yeah. you have to constantly be, you know, in the word and constantly examining your own motivations here of who is this, whose glory am I working for right now? Yeah, I love that. Thank you for letting me throw that curveball to you. Let me. Of course. We like it's, got really deep. It's hard. I know. It is. It is. It's a I feel like you could do a whole podcast episode just on how can we keep our heart in the right place as Christian entrepreneurs. Yeah, it's it's so hard. And especially like I I don't know if I've ever shared this on the podcast, but I am a I'm a three. I have very strong three tendencies, at least. And I really tie my value Mm. in being successful. And Mm -hmm. that is where kind of like my, that's where a lot of the lines are blurred for me. Mm -hmm. And so it gets, it gets really just like draining and overwhelming. And I'm like, this is not this is not the life I want to live and this is mm-hmm. not how I want to be. And I'm definitely not glorifying God with like this anxiety and this mm. constant fear. And so, yeah, I've been praying about that a lot in the last, like last year, 2021, yeah. going to 2022. And there's one more thing. And then I'll ask you like a, a lighter question. So we don't have to be so deep, but I was listening to Mary. I hope I'm pronouncing her last name, right? Mary Morantz. Yeah. And she was, she has a great podcast as well. And she was chatting with this other guy, I forgot his name, but he was encouraging people to like the first thing in the morning, entrepreneurs, especially get up and have some sort of like no pun intended, like system, because I love the word system system for themselves to get in the word. And so that was 
I think for the past three months, I've been like waking up at four in the morning, which is crazy. But the first thing, just like diving into the word. So that's really been helpful for me. Just like the first 30 minutes. And then like, okay, I don't need to be as worried about what's on my to-do list because I'm like soaking in the word. Yeah. And I think it's, I want to like be really clear to say that, and my best friend, the girl who designed your calendar, Kat, (laughs) she is a three. She is the strongest three I know. And we've talked about this in depth before together in our own Vox conversations. And, you know, I'm always encouraging her when we have this conversation that the Lord designed threes for Mm -hmm. a reason, you know, like the Lord designed you just the way that you are and your heart for goals and accomplishing what you set out to do and your, the success driven core that is a three there's a reason that you were designed that way. Just like there's a reason why I was designed very free-spirited, very flexible, spontaneous. And both of those types of people and all the types of people on the personality spectrum, you're designed the way that you were for a reason, but you have to, that's why I love to like know who I am to my core, know what my tendencies are and my motivations are, and then seep myself into the word and also see what the Lord says about what he wants for his people, right? Mm-hmm. And so then how can you shape who you are to your core to do that work to glorify God? Because you were shaped that way for a reason. So use that to your advantage, just like I use my flexible personality to my advantage, right? Or not ju- not to my advantage, but for, for, for the glory, glory of God, yeah. right? So I think I, I, it's that back to that concept, like you don't need to like beat yourself against a wall with your weaknesses. Like you can learn to harness your strengths in a good way. You just, it's like that you've, you've got to daily check in with yourself and make sure like, am I doing this because I want to be like, you know, the biggest person on the block in this industry and I want to make bukus of money for no reason just just to be able to say I did and I want more followers why why do you want all that is there a, is there a why behind that and is that why chasing after what the lord has called you to do and if not there's your answer maybe you're going on a path that isn't healthy for you wow mic drop <laughs> you just end it here <laughs> wow Megan you were so I'm so glad you're here. Thank you so much. Thank I mean, you. I'm like, I'm just like smiling because I'm like, I'm not going to tear up or anything because this is what I do. Like, I, I just need to like laugh about it and <laughs> lighthearted. But thank you. That was amazing. Um, Okay. So let's kind of like <laughs> go from deep to now like the not so deep topic, but I wanted you um, to introduce, because I had shared with everyone at the beginning that you have some big news about mm-hmm. what's dropping this week. When this episode goes live, something big is happening with your business. And yes. I wanted you to share the event so that everybody could check it out. Yes. Yeah, so I am super excited. We are opening a what we're calling the passive bundle. I've gathered um, about 30 of my friends in the industry and they are all we're all putting our collective resources together. So we've got courses, guides, there's different downloads, all sorts of different resources and tools in this bundle. And it's specifically for people who want to create passive income in their business. So there's going to be lots of resources inside that are going to help you accomplish that for more marketing, to sales, to product creation, to you name it. It's going to be in this bundle. And I'm just really honored and excited that 
other collaborators would even want to be a part of this with me. So yeah, definitely jump on it. It's only open from February 7th to the 11th at 11.59 Pacific Standard Time. And then after that, it's cut off. You cannot get this bundle um, for this price ever again. It's only $99 and there's, I think, 30 resources inside. Wow. And so it's a huge um, value. And if you know me, like I only go for the best of the best. Like mm-hmm. I want people who know their stuff and who like, who are just like me, who aren't going to like add fluff to your life when it comes to your education. And so every single person in this bundle brings the real stuff to the table. I'm so excited. And you all, when Megan says 1159, like I've seen her like, <laughs> on her Instagram stories, t- tape her. Isis said tape because we're yes. like children of the 80s and 90s. But like <laughs> record. <laughs> yeah, record herself and a sale at that time. Yeah. She means it. It's not like, oh, like you should be afraid. And then she keeps it open for another hour. No, no. Like she will close it. Yeah, I'm like contractually held to 11:59. Yes. It has to end. <laughs> I so love I'm it. Ending it. I love it. So I will. I will link to that in in the show notes of this episode. And Megan, will you also share a little bit about your um, Facebook group and your um, your group, the Digital Lab All Access, and tell people how they can join that as well. Yeah, so you can um, you can visit our website, jeremyandmegan.com, and then Learn with Megan has all of the resources that I provide as an educator, including Digital Lab. So you can find it there. Digital Lab is a membership for people who want to create, sell, and scale with digital products. And really the focus there in our membership is marketing and selling in the mm. long run. And, you know, while you can learn, I feel like learning how to create a product and launching a product is more of a like step-by-step timeless type of concept, but marketing and sales in the digital space are going to change forever. Sorry to burst your bubble. It's always evolving. And so that's what we focus on in our membership is how can we grow and scale these digital product businesses that we have? So if you are somebody who is in the space of wanting to create passive profit, we would love to include you inside the digital lab. You you can um, find us, like I said, on our website, jeremyandmegan.com and learn more there. And I will link to all the links in the show notes as well. And before you leave, how can someone connect with you and work with you? And where are you mostly on social media? For now, I'm mostly on Instagram at Jeremy and Megan. So find me there. We are like fingers crossed going to start trying to grow on TikTok. So oh. we're like we're like baby TikTokers <laughs> right now. So we'll see what happens. By the time this episode comes out, don't expect much. But yeah, we're definitely going to focus on TikTok this year. Same thing at Jeremy and Megan. So we'd love to like have you guys around. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Megan. I Thank I was called you Jeremy because I really <laughs> feel like you seeing Jeremy and Megan. Yes. Thank you for taking your time. And it was so good to have you. And thank you for letting me ask you a lot of personal and deep questions thank about you. your faith and about business. So um, everybody, please be sure to check out the show notes. And I will be sure to link everything mentioned in this in this episode. And as always, I hope you continue to find the joy and systems and strategic workflows and automations in your business and in your life. Thank you so much for joining and I will talk to you all next week. Bye. Bye. 
Thank you so much for listening to the Systems and Workflow Magic Podcast. You can find full show notes from today's episode at dollydelongphotography.com forward slash podcast. If you're loving the podcast, I'd be so honored if you'd subscribe and leave a review on your favorite podcast player. Be sure to screenshot this episode, share it to your stories, and tag me at dollydelongeducation over on Instagram. Until next time, go make some strategic workflow magic.